If you are a citizen of the Republic of Bad Cryptopia, that means not only do you listen to the Bad AI Show, but you also may listen to the Bad Crypto Podcast. If you're current or if you're not, our most recent episode was with the co-founder of the Spatial Web Versus.ai, Mr. Dan Mapes, and we're going to reference back to that interview. So if you haven't heard it yet, make sure you go to badco.in forward slash 692 to hear all about it. And we thought what it would be great to do is to bring someone in on this show to kind of compliment the content that Dan brought us, somebody else who's been following the space closely and has a podcast in the arena. She's actually an old friend. Her name is Denise Holt. She's the host of the Spatial Web AI podcast. And we're going to be talking about how this next iteration of the web is going to change everything. Denise, welcome to Bad AI. Hi, Joel. Hi, Travis. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. When did uh, when did you first become aware of the spatial web and what were your thoughts when you realized what it was? Well, so, you know, I've known Dan for years. And um, so I was aware when he and Gabe uh, started uh, versus back in I think like 2016, 2017 was when they, you know, were starting it. So I've been watching it unfold for the last five, six years. Um, and, but it was really last summer uh, when I was talking to Dan and, you know, I saw, you know, how, you know, he was letting me know they had just gone, you know, public on the Neo exchange in uh, Canada. And, uh, you know, he was telling me that they were going to be launching to the public at some point uh, late this year. Um, you know, at that time, that was the projection. And so I was like, oh, you know, there's a transition here, you know, a transition mindset. So, you know, um, you know, I to me that I that became something that I thought would be really uh, important. You know, um, people need to understand the technology and they need to understand what's coming. So, you know, at the time I, you know, asked Dan if I could, you know, be a voice in the space. And so, yeah, so over the last year, I've kind of worked closely with him, uh, you know, becoming educated on the technology, educated on the AI, uh, what makes active inference AI so different than machine learning AI and uh, kind of what's coming. So that's, you know, that's what I've been doing over the last year. I love that. This is such an interesting space, you know, the, the, the spatial web and maybe potentially even the true web 3.0. Right. And a lot of people talk about Web3 and this and that. But it seems to me that the real Web3 is this new, you know, HSTP that that Dan was talking about when we interviewed him. And it's like it's the, com the combination of a whole bunch of things, a convergence of AR, VR, Internet of Things, AI, which you guys active inference, artificial intelligence, crypto, kind of all of this stuff all in one. So maybe maybe sort of drop it to to our audience right here. Where do you think that next level of internet, how do you describe it? So, you know, it's actually pretty simple. Um, you know, the, the internet protocol, you know, that we've been operating under with the World Wide Web is, you know, HTTP, HTML. 
um, that gives us this library of space or a library of pages and documents and websites, right? So all that's happening is that protocol is evolving to HSTP, hyperspace transaction protocol, and the hyperspace modeling language is the programming language for it, right? So, you know, that's going to allow us to move from websites and web documents into spaces, where every single person, place, or thing in any space is now uh, locatable and programmable. Every so, everything I understand every person, yeah. right? Because we're you know th there's a limited number of people, and so everybody can have a unique identifier. I understand places because with maps we already have you know coordinates for everything on the planet. But when you talk about every thing i mean this remote control for my fan is is that somehow it, it becomes an object world? in the space yes yeah. and it's locatable. this pen <laughs> this pen i don't i i'm lost on that so you know so if i'm programming a space right you know then all of the things within the space are going to be locatable to the point of what I determine is necessary for the context of, of, you know, whatever I'm, whatever I'm doing within that space. So take a warehouse, for example, right. You know, all of the things in that warehouse all need to be locatable. Um, they need to be just defined as far as, you know, the context around and within the space, right. Mm -hmm. So that, is that with like an RFID know, chip or something, is that how everything's going to be, the, every physical item is going to be connected into the digital world? Because if you don't have a, a no, so, no, some no, digital no. interface, right? No. So what we're talking about here are digital twins, you know, digital twin spaces. So, you know, when um, when you're defining a space with uh, HSTP and HSML, what you're doing is you're creating a digital representation of that space that matches the physical space. And that way you can run simulations, you can, you know, the, the, the AI that is operating within the network then has a complete understanding of, you know, all of the multidimensional facets of that space, both in a physical and a digital representation. But how do you know if the physical item is being represented accurately in the uh, the digital world? For example, you're talking about a warehouse. Let's you know be practical with this before I get silly. Um, you know, and you're <laughs> you're a case of wine, right? And there's twelve mm -hmm. bottles in there, and you want to make sure that this is moving from point A to point you know X all the way down the supply chain to get where it's going. How do we determine that that item is actually there if there's not some sort of chip on it to indicate that it exists in the place, both physically and digitally? Well, yeah, you know, then you you have sensors, right? You know, and, and all of that will be through sensor data, um, as well as the the data the the data that is being um attached to everything through the the modeling language the programming language so you've got you've got two things happening in these spaces you know and this is how this is what informs the ai so you've got um you've got sensors whether it be through cameras or iot sensors or you know um you know any type of sensor right and that is that is feeding perception 
into the AI system within the network. And then you also have the programmed context that is informing the AI about the spaces, about the objects, about the, the interrelationships between the things in the spaces. And, you know, that, that updates the AI in real time, just like the sensors do. Um, and it, and, and what it is, is it's kind of this, um, self-optimizing system that is a constant in a constant state of belief updating for the AI to give it new understanding of what it knows to be true at any given moment in time about these things. So will that kind of be like, I know one of the things that is talked about heavily on this is like smart cities, right? Mm -hmm. It's almost like, like you could figure it out in real time, like, okay, based on traffic here and this, then, you know, sort of how like Waze or Google Maps or whatever does was like, there's a lot of traffic in this area because we can tell by these phones that these are here. So you probably want to go around. So it sounds to me like there's going to be all kinds of new data points that's going to be able to yeah. be populated into this thing to give cities sites that they might not previously have had available to them. Is that a fair assumption? Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the statistics, I think it, you know, a trillion sensors are expected to be coming online over the next five, 10 years. You know, that's a lot of data. <laughs> really? It's a lot of data and it's a little yeah. scary for some folks. Some people would look at that and go, oh, geez, here comes the Panopticon. They're going to be watching us at every corner. We get time to get freaked out. So here's the beauty of it. So um, and you guys will appreciate this because of the whole decentralized aspect of it. Um, you know, within the hyperspace transaction protocol um, and the hyperspace modeling language, you are not only baking in the the parameters and the and the details and conditions about the objects, but also about ownership, access, all of that. And so right now in the World Wide Web, any data that's exchanged, it's exchanging on the endpoints on the websites. That's why all data exchange is under the control of whatever umbrella of third party owns that site, you know. In this context, or you know, in the spatial web, within these spatial domains, then all of the data is exchanging at every touch point. So um, it becomes permissionable or restrictable at every touch point. So you can put guardrails around any data that you want and any spatial domains that you want. So here, here's one interesting thing that that's gonna enable, like right now, you have um, all these enterprise organizations that are telling their employees, you can't use chat GPT because it opens up all of their proprietary data of the organization to that third party, open AI, because it's all exchanging on their servers. It's all, you know. And so within the spatial web with the active inference AI, you have this network now that's empowered by AI, but you can put guardrails around your proprietary data as an organization and still access the network and the capability of the AI within that network. So all your siloed data um you know data uh, sources now can become interoperable. You can 
have all kinds of insights that weren't possible before. And it's all protected because it's guardrailed in, in your space. Okay. I have a two part question for you. And the first one, I just need a short answer to make sure my understanding is correct. From talking with Dan, HSTP has already been given the thumbs up by the IEEE. That is the standards board of technology that says, yes, we uh, we're going to get behind this protocol. We're going to roll this out. So my understanding is that this is the next generation of the web. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, yeah. And it, it, the core standards have been in development for three years now. Okay. So with that understanding, what you're talking about, this ability for uh, organizations, whether they're enterprise organizations, nonprofits, businesses, and governments on a local level or a state level to implement this type of decentralized um, uh, data storage and transfer and usage when the powers that be of the world see this, isn't this going to frighten the tar out of them because isn't this a loosening of their grasp on the power that they so um, thrive on? Well, so I think they're already feeling that just in the AI sphere as well. If you look at what's happening with AI governance and, and you know, different uh, countries and, and different entities trying to figure out how do we govern this, right? Because how do you govern something that's unknowable, which when you're looking at the machine learning models, you know, they're black boxes, you know, you can, you can try to, you know, uh, train them through parameters to kind of nudge their output maybe into a little bit better pattern recognition, but it's, it's the processing itself is completely uh, obscured. So what's really interesting within the spatial web with the active inference AI is the active inference AI is actually explainable AI. It's able to self-report on how it's coming to its decisions. And what they've, they've also proven the concept, you know, um, they can take human laws and make them programmable uh, through the HSML to where the AI can not only understand them, but abide by them and act accordingly. And they've proven this uh, in action. They've been involved in um, this drone uh, project in Europe for the past um, three years called Flying Forward 2020. And it's with the European Union and it's, I don't know, eight or 12 countries. And what they've done is, is they've... Um, They've taken all of the, you know, all of these airspace laws, all of the things that, you know, you cross country borders, you know, and the laws change, you know, and, and everything else. And they've made these human laws programmable. And now um, the, the drones are able to seamlessly abide by all of the real time changing laws. Um, and they've done it for... Um, you know, like medical supply delivery, um, they've done it for, you know, perimeter security, all different kinds of use cases, they've proven it out with. Um, so it's, it's pretty interesting, they, you know, versus I don't know if you saw, but they just uh, released a big industry report a couple weeks ago called the future of AI governance. And, um, you know, they propose at the end, something called the Prometheus project, which would be like a uh, sandbox for all, you know, all governments, everybody to kind of, you know, come in and be able to test out these different, um, 
you know, different uh, ideas on how to, you know, how to move forward in the space with with AI governance so that, you know, humans and and these synthetic intelligences are, you know, able to kind of grow in tandem with each other, Mm. you know. It's, it is interesting. I might actually propose a change in vernacular from laws to rules, right? Because these governments have rules and they're not necessarily laws. There's the 12 universal laws and there's these other sort of scientific laws. I, I've always thought that's just such a weird, you know, misconstruing of words because they're rules. Like, really? I can't go faster than 35 here? Oh, yes, I can. Oh, no, you can't because there's a rule that says I'm going to punish you for that. And so (laughs) when we start programming these active inference into all these silly rules that are, even if it's a silly rule, like what's going on in China right now with their with their social credit score is, oh, we're using AI face tracking. We have identified that this is you. Here's your social credit score. I just, we just saw you jaywalk across the street. Boom. We've automatically find your CBDC uh, on your WeChat X amount of money because we knew that it was you and you did something wrong powered by the rules that have been programmed in. So if the government's corrupt, the rules that are in the system aren't going to be good. So I think we're still within a framework of, okay, it's decentralized, but there's still some centralization rules in there that are making it not great for everyone. Well, so one of one of the really um, special things I think about the the protocol is that it allows for differences. It allows for differences in belief systems, differences in types of governing, difference. You know, so the way the spatial web works within the AI, it's uh, nested ecosystems of intelligences, right? You know, mm. and so you have all these intelligent agents within the network that are all coming from their own frame of reference, their own specialized. Um, you know, uh, understandings based on their environment around them. And it's, it's this, these nested ecosystems. This is why it's going to work beautifully within um, smart cities and things like that. Um, Everything's its own module, essentially. Yeah. So it allows its its own module. There's not an overarching sort of, here's the overarching rules. There might be some guidelines for overarching, but since everything's its own module, that creates that sort of more openness, potentially. Yeah, you know, and it allows for, um, you know, different uh, cultural, you know, differences. I'll, 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 you know, it, what it does is it literally kind of protects this, the the thing that makes us special as human intelligence, right? You know, all of us are coming from our own unique experience, our own unique point of view and what we know and have learned and, and you know, you know, that's what makes everybody special. So you have this collective intelligence that is made up of all these little intelligences that that matter. That's that's what brings the diversity to everything. So the way the protocol works and the way the active inference uh, AI works is it protects that. It doesn't like amalgamate it all away to where it's like this this dictator type ship of you know <laughs> of one type of thinking. You know. So so for somebody like me with OI original <laughs> intelligence, which is to say I'm a big stupid dummy head um does this mean 
that all of these conversations that are taking place right now in the public sphere and the governments that are concerned about AI, if they saw this, would they realize, oh, we don't need to have all these hearings because this problem is solved? Yeah, well, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> it's, it's a solution. So here, you know, the the biggest the biggest thing that this does is it 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 offers security and it offers um it offers a controlled way for humans to uh cooperate and collaborate with synthetic intelligence as it grows and it it offers a way to to audit that synthetic intelligence so if it's going down a path that is obviously like not good, you know, like you can correct it and you can correct it as it's going and as it's growing. So when you, when you think of what the ultimate end goal is with AI, you know, AI, we're growing these autonomous systems. So just like when you're raising a child, you need to correct bad behaviors. <laughs> you're, you're, you're training this child to become a, you know, an upstanding, you know, good, you know, adult, an adult who, who is not going to harm and is going to, you know, benefit, uh, you know, others. So, you know, we need to approach AI the same way. And so from everything that I've seen in AI, the active inference AI within the spatial web protocol, it is the AI that's going to allow that level of, um, of, control and and you know uh fostering this adaptive intelligence i like that it sounds it sounds interesting and you know that you know you know denise you we've had conversations about this before i i participate i what do you do it every what tuesday night yeah tuesdays tuesday nights on on twitter x or whatever it's being called now <laughs> i do know that in chinese x i is shi and then it's called Twitter, so I'm just calling it shitter. And so <laughs> go ahead and do that. Reshit this. Fair enough. And, <laughs> so Tuesday nights, seven o'clock. Is that right, Eastern? Um, it's five p.m. Pacific. So five p.m. Pacific. So yeah, yeah. So what, later than that, I guess eight o'clock uh, Eastern. You guys are tuning in. Get on Twitter. Uh, follow. You're Denise Holt with an underscore at the end. Yes. Yeah. At Denise Holt. Very good. Any other things that you think that we should know about uh, the spatial web right now as we are ready to enter this brave new era of communications and technology? So, you know, I think that the easiest way to describe for, you know, people to understand the difference between what versus is creating in the world of AI versus the, the AI that we're seeing and we've been seeing with the machine learning is, you know, whereas machine learning, it takes, you know, um, rather than just data loading for better pattern matching, pattern recognition, right? Uh, which is what, what happens with the machine models, the deep learning models, versus has actually created a, um, a, a system for real knowledge sharing. You know, you're taking real-time data, you know, data that is perceiving the world now, not just historical data it's been trained on. Um, and, you know, it, it's able to make decisions in real time, act in real time. The way the AI works, it works in a self-optimizing way um, through self-evidencing. It um, 
it also minimizes complexity, which minimizes the energy draw. So, you know, there's a lot of advantages to, you know, what Versus has built and is, is building. And yeah, it's... Well, we appreciate you coming on today, Denise, and, and sharing more. You guys can check out Denise's podcast, Denise Holt, H-O-L-T dot U-S, the AI, the spatial web AI future of AI, where she covers this topic regularly. We're right here at the beginning of this, gang. This is uh, very few people know about this, and, and very rarely do you have the opportunity to see so clearly into the future that's coming. So, of course, go do your own due diligence before you would invest in anything related to this, but go research the project that this is interesting to you. For those of you that are savvy entrepreneurs, you might look and go, hmm, where is the opportunity going to be here? How can I create in this space so that I'm serving people via this new internet protocol so especially uh, as apple's getting ready to pop out with their vision pro right as this is so it's it's almost like joel and i think we've been talking about this now for maybe seven or eight years joel personally of like whenever apple drops that ar vr headset goggles whatever it is whenever they drop that the game is going to change metaverse not ready it's it's, metaverse is empty most people don't care about it they oh it was great it was buzz buzzworthy and people, I think, were thinking about it more so when, you know, the pandemic lockdowns were happening because everybody's like, oh, let's get into the virtual world. But once these Vision Pro goggles drop and, you know, they're, they're dropping out a million, two million of these every X amount of time, more and more people start getting these. They're going to want more and more cool experiences and it's only going to avalanche from there. And so, you know, I actually, since we interviewed Dan, on bad crypto, Joel, I, I picked up, I think about another 1500 shares of uh, the versus stock just oh, because there you it go. seems to me like I'm, I'm, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not giving anybody anything to think about, but I'm just saying I am giving you something to think about. I'm not telling you what to do. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. So do yeah. that. Not financial yeah. advice. And just real quickly to your point, Travis, one of the problems I think with, uh, you know, the metaverse space up until now is that, you know, it, it hasn't been, it hasn't been a, a real easy or seamless experience, you know, and each, each one of these virtual spaces is just kind of a siloed application, right. you know? So one and of great, the, I'm looking at it on my computer screen, my 2d computer screen. Great. It's not awesome. Yeah. Yet, so when you're talking about what versus is doing with the spatial web and with this AI empowered network, you know, you've got all these, disparate technologies that are now going to be able to come onto this unified network. And so the level of interoperability, when you talk about COSM launching, you know, the operating system that Versus is launching and the AI app store where anybody can build an intelligent agent, an intelligent app, all these apps are going to be aware of each other and aware of the network. The level of, uh, of interoperability is going to be insane. So, you know, that's exciting to me because that's going to bring this whole blast of innovation. Yeah. And that's COSM, K-O-Z-M, right? K-O-S-M, yes. K-O-S-M, okay, very good. Yeah, yeah. every time we see- If you go see... on the Versus website, you'll see- uh... Yeah, yeah. I'm sure people are listening and they didn't know what that was. Uh, 
Yeah. I want to make sure that we got links to all that in the show notes for you guys. So make sure you check it out. This is episode number 20 of Bad AI. And if you go to badai.show, you will find that as well as underneath the uh, the video if you watch us on YouTube Rumble or Odyssey. Thanks again, everybody, for joining us. Denise, um, we'll be pointing people towards your podcast. In fact, I think we are going to be guests on your podcast. We're doing like podcast swap. So uh, you guys can yes. hear us. <laughs> over there because i think denise has some questions for us make sure that you subscribe review and ring the bells we'll catch you guys next time until then stay bad